What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm Scott. I'm Ben. I just want to say this one's going to be a little weird. Yeah, a little strange. (laughs) A little strange for us, maybe. Yeah. uh, But not so much for our European listeners. No, our European listeners are probably more familiar with this than we are. Uh, guys, it is car stuff. That's Scott. I'm Ben. We've got Noel here. And most importantly, we've got you. So uh, wherever you are, we hope that you are ready to hear about a very strange car culture story. Yeah, this is strange because um, it's just a, it's a weird placement of this whole thing. It's somewhere where we wouldn't expect this to happen. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that happens over. It's happening over in Sweden. And it's been going on since the 1950s, so this is a, uh, uh, a car culture that kind of mirrors our um, our greaser-type culture, our mm-hmm. hot rod culture here in the United States, yep. almost exactly, and from about the same time, maybe a little bit later, um, but it, it very closely resembles the American car culture. Um, this is something that they call reggare. Yeah, yeah, uh, R-A-G-G-A-R-E. Uh, this subculture celebrates 1950s, Greaser America. And we're, we're talking about, you know, from the style of dress to the style of music, uh, to the, uh, lifestyle in general, but most importantly, the cars. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, here when you sent this idea to me, you said, this is kind of a, like a, and we say a weird thing because it's weird to us, but right. not weird to them at all, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a subculture that, that enjoys, you know, American cars, you know, classic Detroit iron. Uh, you know, rock music or I guess maybe, uh, you know, country music even, all kinds of American music, um, drinking beer and you said pursuing a faux southern good old boy lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is the phrase used because, uh, the Confederate flag of the, uh, of the United States is very popular 
as a sort of a fashion icon. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the uh, in the symbols when we get to it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that we'll get a, a greater understanding of what's going on there. But this is happening, as we said, in Sweden. So the northern part of Europe, I mean, between Norway, Finland, Denmark, that area, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not where you would expect um, a, a large group of American cars to be, but they are. In fact, I don't know why I'm surprised by this, because I've heard over you know the last decade or so from a lot of people that I talked to about, you know, the number of uh, American car imports, some classic cars, some of the, you know, the great big land yacht type vehicles sure. being sent over to Europe. And I didn't know exactly where was, you know, consuming most of these. I think they're going everywhere, but it looks like Sweden is one place where a lot of them go. In fact, I think I saw somewhere that, um, and I'm fumbling for my notes here, but I think it's something like four or 5,000 American classic vehicles like this go over to Sweden, just Sweden, just Sweden every year. Which is amazing, especially considering that statistic has to be uh, put in context of how few classic cars actually exist. That's you know? true. I mean, even here in the United States, I mean, I know there's there are pockets of these things. You know, there are places where there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There are other places where you see very few. And I'll tell you, right here in Atlanta is one of the places where you see, um, I'm going to say r- very few unless you go to a car show because that's when they all come out. But right. on the roads daily we're more apt to see exotics than we are to see a classic American car. Absolutely. If you're in an area like Detroit, you might be more apt to see a, uh, a classic, you know, muscle car than you would be an exotic car. And, you know, go down to Miami and you're more likely to see exotics again there. But, you know, mm-hmm. there are, are those classic American cars still. They're just well hidden. So I know we have car shows here in town. In fact, we're going to, you know, go to one sometime soon here that has nearly 1,000 cars at it. Every weekend. Well, oh, every weekend that, it, that, that the show happens anyways, which is about once a month. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's, what's it called? It's called Caffeine, Caffeine and, and Octane. Caffeine and Octane. That's right. And there's, I think there's something like between 600 and 800 cars every time they run this thing. And that's, you know, again, once every month. Right. That's a huge group of vehicles. So, but we don't see them on the roads around anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're just hidden away in garages. You can, well, you can see some of these because these are high performance cars. Yeah, so you can around. see some of them for a second as they zip past you on 75. Yeah, maybe. But, um, <laughs> like you said, we're more apt to see the, uh, the Ferrari or something like that, you know, which is, uh, fortunate in one way, but unfortunate in another Absolutely. that we don't get to see everything. See, and I think that's why, uh, this is so fascinating. Regera is so fascinating to us because this is a an image, I guess, that we as Americans are very familiar with, but it's changed a little bit. I'd like to talk just a bit about the history of Regera. Oh, sure. If that's okay. Yeah, let's do it. So, you know, as we said, it first appeared in the 1950s and it caused panic across sweden because they said oh who are these kids they're drinking alcohol they're fighting they drive too fast and uh, we think they're fooling around in the back seats of their big american cars uh and the reggae often got into fights with uh other musical subcultures punks hippies um and you can see some of the uh you can see some of the animosity played out in various uh historical anecdotes that we will not go too far into because we are a family show. Oh yeah, there's some uh, there's some deep uh, animosity between these groups for whatever reason between the Regare and uh, you know the, the the punk rock groups or um, even I, I want to say um, well you said the hippies already but I want to say other types of uh, of music as well that uh, for whatever reason there's just a clash in in cultures and uh, that's not the uh, the main focus of this whole thing I guess because now you know it's it's more of a uh, 
you know, you do your thing and I'll do my thing now. There's always going to be those extreme outliers that, you know, have that viewpoint that carries over from, you know, decades ago. But, you know, I guess the, the modern regair, if you want to call them that, they're, uh, they're a little bit more evolved from that point. And, uh, and, you know, it's live and let live, really. Yeah, they're a little bit less likely to throttle the uh, stink out of each other. Yeah, the hippies I mean? and the punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Every- the thing is, you know, with this whole thing, and, and I know that you said that it caused a panic, and I think the term that they used was moral panic. Yes, sir. Uh, because there were great concerns for the society as a whole, you know, when this thing came about. Because, as we said, you know, it, it mimics the greaser 1950s, you know, southern, also the muscle car era um, here in the United States. So you can understand that, you know, they're thinking like, well, these these guys are, you know, driving around with their crazy music. They're uh, they're drinking alcohol. There's, uh, well, of course, there's violence, which you just mentioned. You know, they're getting into fights. Right. Uh, they drive fast. Um, yeah, boy, I've been family show, but uh, using the back seat for other things, you right. know. It's the, you know, the, the moral fabric of society was being torn apart by these guys. This is what everybody thought at the time, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they saw it as a very serious problem at, the, at that point, you know, like in the late 1950s. Yeah, and it's strange because, again, if we look at the historical context, Sweden, by being a neutral country during World War II, still had this infrastructure. Uh, it still had a, um, I guess, it still had some of the heft that it had before the war, you know, and now it's being flooded with all these American goods, this American culture, and people love it. Uh and they grabbed on to, you know, American cars as well. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and kind of the idea that goes along with all that stuff, right? You know, I mean, the, uh, the entire greaser subculture that we had going here in the United States, the hot rod culture, only it's a little bit different there. And so I think maybe we should talk about the cars a little bit about at this point, if that's all right with you. Uh, uh, because yeah. the cars are a huge part of this, unless you want to touch on a few other angles before there's, we get to the cars. Yeah, there's just one thing I want to interject here because, uh, we have, a, we have a great interview we found from one of the original regard, uh, uh, fellow named Sven Eric, uh, Svimpa Bergendahl. Uh, so nowadays he spends his days, uh, customizing his rides and, uh, he's got these big show trucks and he went, he's won numerous prizes mm-hmm. for exhibiting his Scania show trucks. But he has an interview, um, and he was 74 years old at the time that Vice Magazine interviewed him. Hmm. And they said, how did the Swedish Regara movement begin? And he said, Gaman, uh, who was an infamous character early in the days of Regar, started the gang Road Devils in the northern part of Stockholm. To counter that, some buddies and I from the motorcycle club KFUM got into hot rods and we renamed our gang Road Stars. I was 17 or 18 at the time at a Ford Thunderbird that I got for $900. Today, these things cost more than 60000 Can you believe it? And it's interesting because you mentioned hot rodding and you mentioned motorcycles and this this guy originally started out in a biker gang, but then they switched to hot rods. The Road Devils, what a yeah. cool name! <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but the thing about hot rodders now, this is the difference between like U.S. hot rodders and the Regare, is that in the United States, I think that they mentioned here in this article that uh, typically U.S. hot rodders will have a lot of modifications done to the cars. I mean, to make right. it to make it different, right? Now Regares, however, can use pretty much stock. Um, automobiles from that era, you know, the, uh, the eras that they're, we're talking about, the muscle car era, I suppose, the late 60s, even going back to the 1950s, really, but 60s, 70s, um, that's kind of the, uh, the sweet spot for the vehicles that they want to use, but they can use basically a stock U.S. car, 
Um, and it still stands out over there. It makes it unique and different. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas here, um, you'd have to go just an, another step further to make it stand out really even more. That's true. And one thing that's interesting about driving such large vehicles in Sweden, now I know I'm going to sound like a cheapskate here, but gas is really expensive mm-hmm. in Northern Europe. I would bet it is. And you pay for it by the liter, which is tricky for us because right. – uh, Oh, how many liters are there in a, in a gallon? Is it 3.8? I think it's 3.8. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So anyways, it uh, it becomes very expensive when we do the conversion because you know we talk about prices in gallons and, and then try to convert it back to, to liters. Right. And it's always like, I always find out that it's like $9 over in, in Europe or something like yeah. that. It always blows our socks off. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. It's 3.8. 3.8. That's mm-hmm. the, uh, so 3.8 liters per gallon. So whatever we're paying here. And then they, they come out with, you know, someone will say, 
it's this much per liter over there, and we'll think, well, that's not a big deal. But then you realize you got to buy almost four of those to make one gallon. Right. I know it's it's simple conversion to do, but oftentimes we just skip over that in our minds. We don't even think about it, but it does get pricey, and especially when you get a car that has a thirty-gallon tank. Right. Uh, the huge these giant land yachts that we're talking about from the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies. Um, you know, Ben, just as an example, yeah. I, lo- I was looking up the specs on my car the other day. The uh, the one that's in, been in my garage and has sat there for four years as a Newport. Yeah, the one that uh, I've done nothing on. Um, guess what it got? Uh, guess what the miles per gallon average was? Brand new from the factory with that body, that engine combination. Oh man! Uh, now it's a, it's a four forty, okay. and it's a it's a nearly nineteen foot long solid steel automobile from nineteen sixty seven. Um. 18. Oh, you're way off. Brand new. The expected miles per gallon was 8.8. 8.8. 8.8. Now, it's got a 24-gallon tank, I think, or 23-gallon tank, something like that. Wow. But you have to fill it with premium fuel. Oh, And okay. when it was brand new, it was supposed to get 8.8. I know it's not going to get anywhere near that when it gets back on the road. It's probably going to get half that. Man, that that is that is strange. You know, I have some experience driving... Um, Pontiac Bonnevilles. Mm-hmm. I used to, I used to own two. I have some one big of, ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved it because it was sort of a studio apartment that mm-hmm. just happened to be on wheels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course I became the person who drove all our friends around, but I will tell you thirsty beasts. I bet. And you know what? You, now that you've mentioned it, that happens to be the most common Regair car over in Sweden right now. Yep. I don't know how they figured this out, but it's the most common vehicle used by the Regairs. And uh, we're talking about the 1960s uh, Pontiac Bonneville model. And the reason is because uh, there's lots of them. They were relatively cheap. I right. guess you can have them imported kind of cheap. Uh, they have a giant backseat, as you know. You just said it was like a, a studio apartment on wheels, right? Right, right. Um, and it, that makes it good for piling a bunch of people into it, you know, for driving around. And I'm going to talk about that in a little while because I've been watching some Regeer videos. Oh, did you watch that uh, film from the 50s? I like, no, 1959? I didn't. I didn't watch that one. That was uh, that was meant to kind of scare people, wasn't right, it? Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like a uh, reefer madness. Yeah. Yeah. You're Regeer. right. Yeah. yeah. It was just called Regeer. That was it, right? Yeah. Uh, with an exclamation point. We should talk about the etymology of the name. This is going to surprise people because they're wondering where this name comes well, what came it, from. What, I should have said in the beginning. What does it mean? It comes from the word raga in Swedish that means to pick up girls. And he said that because all they did was drive around and try to pick up girls. And what they would, they said these days people date online, but back then you had to go to clubs or you had to do what we did. Just go find women who need a ride somewhere and offer to drive them. Oh, the same thing happened here. It was just called cruising. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was cruising. And I don't know, I'll be honest, I mean, outside of certain pockets in the United States, you know, on a Friday or Saturday night, I don't know if really cruising is as popular as it used to be here. I doubt it. I mean, I think that there are even zones in cities where if you pass by a camera that's mounted somewhere, you know, more than sure. two, two times in a certain amount of, uh, in a, in a, uh, in a set amount of time, they will arrest you for cruising. I mean, which is weird. I mean, I, I, I don't understand the idea behind it that you're not allowed to, you know, just cruise up and down a boulevard here in a major city like Atlanta, but well, it's I'll, there. I'll defend it because I used to live off of Peachtree. For everybody listening not familiar with Atlanta, yes, it's true. There are numerous rural, uh, roads named Peachtree. I lived off the main one, though, the quote-unquote real one. And uh, I was down the street from here, still in the Buckhead neighborhood, uh, and it got very, very, very crowded every weekend. Mm-hmm. And they had those no cruising signs up. And before I had been pulled over, uh, by, by a cop 
for cruising. Really? Yeah. I came home from work. I went to my apartment. I realized I had to pick something up. I was kicking myself and I was cursing up a storm because I knew it was going to be just bumper to bumper traffic until two in the morning. And, uh, this cop, well, he doesn't pull me over. I go into this gas station on the way back and, and he says, you know, uh, there's no cruising. And I say, I live here. And, uh, he says, all right, but there's still no cruising. It seems a difficult distinction to make, doesn't it? I mean, people running errands might cross the same area several times in that, in that short amount of time. Uh, it just seems like a difficult law to enforce, really. It does, but, uh, if you, if you imagine that for many young people that this cruising thing is, is part of, uh, it's almost like a rite of passage. As soon as you start driving, you start making the scene, right? Sure, yeah. Okay, so before we get to the, the, I guess the nuts and bolts of the cars or what they really, really are all about, um, there's also fashion that goes along with this, as you mentioned, so, the 1950s type uh, hairdos, and, and here in the States, we might recognize it as uh, rockabilly. Right, yeah, it seems rockabilly, so jeans, yeah. uh, leather jacket maybe, white t-shirts, you know, with the cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve, that's a that's a popular thing, right? Possibly uh, a pompadour. Yeah, maybe a, a leather jacket or denim jacket, as you mentioned. Um, of course, you know, the Brill Cream comes out for the hairdos for the guys. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's seems like a fun atmosphere, it really does. I mean, I, I get what they're going for here. I mean, the, it's again the, the whole greaser thing, but it's look it's going way back to the 1950s, and then they're driving the muscle cars from the 1960s, 1970s. There's also symbols. Now, uh, before we get yes. to the cars, let's talk about symbols just for a second because you're going to see a lot of these things. And one thing that you mentioned, Ben, was the Confederate flag. Yep. And the Confederate flag, it was of course like a, a battle flag for the Confederacy uh, during the American Civil War, right? So back yeah. in the 1860s, late 1860s. Um, but the thing is that the the Swedes are kind of embracing it more as a rebellious symbol. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Right. More is an aesthetic thing. They're not by any means taking a stand for the confederated states of America. Yeah, because it does have some negative connotations here in the United States. And some people still use it here in the South. We see it a lot. We see it flying on flagpoles here. Sure. Yeah. And this in the in the United States, of course, it carries with it the context of uh, the Civil War and slavery and uh, rebellion and a great deal of tragedy. But in Sweden, it's a uh, it's more like a rebel without a cause type of thing. Yeah, like a youth rebellion. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. I'm also flying the American flag, by the way. And I've also got the Sweden flag. On my right. Car. Yeah. And I've also got the Swiss flag on my car. Um, I've got the skull and crossbones on my car. So you see a lot of flags flying over there. It's not just the Confederacy or Confederate flag, rather. But it's that plus a lot of others. Right. And uh, some of the people from the earlier days of Regera say specifically that they never used the Confederate flag and it came later with successive generations and that the only uh, connotation that they applied to it were rock and roll from the South. Sure. And I got to ask you something before we I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're kind of we're, we're still touching on cars a little bit as we go here. But I want to just kind of tell you what I or describe to you what I saw in the videos. But um one thing that I saw and I noticed, I'm just going to ask you this question, Ben. Okay. Do you think that what you see over there in Sweden as part of the regera culture now, like what you see from the uh, the meat that we're going to talk about in just a minute, mm-hmm. do you think that that's almost like a, like a caricature of what they believe the South to be like here in the United States? Because we live in the South in the United States. We live right in the heart of it. We're that's true. Here in Atlanta. And I know that there are, there are regions and pockets that are that are kind of like this. Mm-hmm. I get I, it. Yeah. But do you think it's more of a uh, a caricature in that you know it's overemphasized, it's over exaggerated? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would say caricature as much as I would say maybe idealized or romanticized. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, first off, I'll say these these cars are great, mm-hmm. and I. Clearly, I have car envy when I see some of them. The the Regera and I have the same taste in cars. Mm-hmm. Classic, big, sounds mean, and you can hear it coming from the next city over. Yeah, some of them aren't necessarily like top quality show cars. Some no, them, not at all. Some of them are really, really beat up and barely on the road. The the most, if you look at the kind of cars uh, guys are driving here, the most low end they'll go as a volvo painted black yep and typically what they have is like a big v8 american iron type vehicle right you know, something that's huge and i guess the one of the biggest ideas is that uh, they can pile a bunch of friends into it and i'll talk about that in just a minute but yeah. i also want to point out just a couple of things as we go along here is that apparently roof racks are very popular with this group as well because um as i was watching these videos i, I took some notes you know just wrote down some things as we as i was watching and 
I noticed roof racks on just about every kind of vehicle, vehicles that didn't have them in initially. And I got to thinking like, okay, I know they're traveling long distances to go to this because it's, it's held, you know, Sweden's a, a big country. Yeah. And I, I think that there's only, you know, relatively few places that are densely populated, but, um, it's held just outside of Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's in the southern part of Sweden and I believe it's to the west of Stockholm. So it's just outside of there. I bet a lot of people are coming from remote areas to attend this. So the roof rack actually serves a purpose in that they can carry a lot of things with them because um, you know, on these roof racks, you'll see all kinds of things. You're going to, but one thing that you're going to see um, in particular is a lot of generators, you know, like full size generators that you yeah. get like here in the States at like, you know, the Home Depot or, or Lowe's or wherever. Um, but they also carry tires. They carry coolers. Um, oh, and one thing else that they carry is those giant loudspeakers. Uh, you know the kind, have you ever seen the movie The Blues Brothers? Yes. Do you remember that giant PA type system that they put on the vehicle at the mm-hmm, end, near mm-hmm. the end? Uh, we're talking like a, a speaker with a diameter of like four feet that they put on top of it. It's a huge type that would be mounted on top of a pole somewhere at a park or something. Um, for whatever reason, they started mounting these giant loudspeakers on top of the car. So, um, it's weird. It's almost like a, a like a 1970s, 1980s pop culture thing has made its way into this group as well. Mm-hmm. You know, with that, because it's clearly a, a nod to the Blues Brothers when you see that. Oh yeah, yeah, and and also we should say that I think we've also mentioned that uh, the Regair has grown past its earlier image. Mm-hmm. Uh, different oil crises have affected people's ability to uh, maintain a car, you know, and uh, also uh, the, I get the feeling that the, the group as a whole may be aging, but I don't know if that means uh, that there are fewer people or if there are new, newer kids coming in to embrace this lifestyle. Um, the, the older founding members of Regare will tell you that, that they're not that violent and that the, reports of them were already way exaggerated. Ah, I see. And that they were just hanging out, driving awesome hot rods and trying to pick up people. You know what? When you when you start talking about, you know, some of these these members getting older, one benefit of that is that mm. the cars become a little bit nicer every year, right? Because, <laughs> you know, they have, they have good jobs. You know, they're they're established at this point. They got a house, they got kids, they got family, whatever. But yeah. they've got uh, they got some more money to throw around for fun things like uh-huh. this, this specialty car that they've got from the United States. And uh, maybe they're able to, uh, you know, put a new paint job on that thing, or get a new motor rebuilt, or whatever. Oh yeah, or take a take a whole project car. There's one guy who bought a um, a sixty sixty five sixty six uh, Pontiac for like two grand in Los Angeles, and it was beat to heck. But then he sourced all the parts. Mm-hmm. He uh, did some of his own mods. He painted it. He brought it back from the dead, basically. And then it's, you know, it's worth like 10 times as much. Oh, sure. Yeah, it happens all the time. And I would assume that it's happening in this group as well. Um, you know, some of the other things that we're going to see. You mentioned some of the, uh, you know, the other regares that just maybe get by with a flat black Volvo. Yeah. Uh, but I want to say this. I saw a flat black Volvo that had bales of hay strapped to the roof rack of that thing. So, you know, that's the that's kind of the caricature part of this whole thing. Uh, I, mean, I see, yeah. We don't drive around here on Friday nights with bales of hay strapped to the top of our cars, <laughs> but or, you know, with our trucker caps on, you know, with a piece of straw, you uh, know, hanging out of our, our mouths like a cigarette or something like that. But, you know, that's the caricature that they have of us, so that's what they do. Now, I do and, want to caution you, my friend. What? You're from Michigan. I. That's true. That's true. All right, so maybe there are parts here in the South where it still does happen, I understand. And probably parts up there in Michigan where that still happens. I'm just going to be uncomfortable now when I'm chewing hay, <laughs> trying to relax. Hey, I'm not, t- I'm just saying, I'm just saying this is what I saw in these videos. And if you right. go, if you go online and you search 
for um well you know what I'll tell you in just a minute what to search for mm-hmm. but but some other things that I saw you're going to see <laughs> you're going to see lots of like shirtless guys hanging out with oh, cowboy yeah. hats and, and you know cowboy boots and drinking yeah. beer and uh just waving these you know giant swedish flags and uh, it's just it looks like a lot of fun one other huge thing that I don't know why this is so popular but it's it looks like a lot of fun apparently Riding on top of the vehicle is a big yes, thing. Yes, yeah. Now, we don't necessarily do that here in the States, but this mm-hmm. is a big thing there, I guess. And I, I think that, you know, if you're doing this at a car show here in the States, you're quickly told to not do it. Apparently there it's not um, something that they tell you to stop doing. Um, but riding on top of the car seems the best way to get around this meet. Um, I'm talking like six, seven, eight, maybe ten people on top of a vehicle, and you can imagine how low that puts the car. That's just crazy. It scrapes the ground. It's, it looks like a lot of fun. It really does. It, it yeah. looks like a fun event, and the event that we're really talking about. If you want to, you want to see maybe the the greatest example. Oh man, of this is uh, is is called the the Power Big Meat, and I want to make sure I get that right. Yeah, Power Big Meat, not Big Power Meat. Uh, it is billed as the biggest and baddest American car show on the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, there's an asterisk there. Right. We got to talk about it. Yeah, now, let's and this talk is, about this it. This is, it's a huge show. It's absolutely enormous and it's a lot of fun to watch. It looks like a great time. The, the Power Big Meet is the world's largest gathering of American cars. And that's an important distinction to make right. because we had a, uh, a recent Car Stuff podcast on um, I think it was on 10 of the world's biggest car shows, and that was mm-hmm. back in September of this last year, so just recently, a few months ago. And we talked about the world's biggest car shows in that, and number two was the Power Big Meet, and that's only because um, they have something like 20,000 vehicles that attend. That's a huge amount of vehicles, 20,000 yeah. cars, and it's all-American cars, or that's that's counted as all-American cars. I'm sure there are others thrown in there. Uh, the larger show would be the Woodward Dream Cruise, uh, which is held in uh, Detroit, Michigan, or, or north mm-hmm. of Detroit, mm-hmm. and that has forty thousand vehicles that attend. But the difference is, those are all makes and models. They come from you know every different country. Maybe the best way to describe this is to have you picture this. If you can't see the videos yet, which are totally worth your time, uh, there are eight lanes of cars coming in for six hours to the show. Just think about how many cars twenty thousand cars is. You know, um, there's a uh, Five kilometer wide swap meet area. That is enormous, and and you'll see some of the uh, the aerial photography of this event, and the way they have them parked out in a field. It's in a big park, I believeve. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Johannesburg Field. It is just enormous. It's a huge show, and then of course when you get to the videos, when you search, you know, um, you search Power Big Meet, mm-hmm. and you can search it by year or however you want to do it. But there are some really really cool videos that show you know the cars, the people, the culture, the music. Everything that goes along with this whole thing, the dress that they have, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's a really fascinating event. And it's not, it just happens to be the biggest one. I mean, I know that there are other cruise type things that happen in Sweden, you know, with these vehicles, because people love them. They've just, they've just gone kind of full bore into the, uh, you know, the culture and, you know, the, uh, um, everything about it. You know, like with, we said the fashion, the symbols, the, uh, the music, the, sure. I, I don't know about the food, maybe the food, who knows? Um, <laughs> but, you know, just the, the car culture thing to them from, the the American I guess the American way here you know or the uh, the caricature of the American way is what they're what they're all excited about and I could totally get that because there are people here in the states that do this for other types of vehicles too BMW Mercedes you know whatever it happens to be even old MGs 
um, all these car clubs, you know, people that collect Jaguars, they, they completely immerse themselves mm-hmm. in the world of that car and they, and they love it. Everything about it. Their garage is decorated like it. You know, they drive around in, you know, uh, gear that would be appropriate for driving a vehicle like that, whether it's, you know, leather cap and goggles and a, right. and a silk scarf or whatever it happens to be. But people love to get into something like this. And, and I think it's really cool to see the people that have, have done this with, uh, the American car culture over in Sweden. And if you like car contests, they do judge cars in 11 classes at Power Big Me. Uh, there's no pre-registration if you just happen to be in Sweden driving by and you say somebody needs to see my 66 Pontiac Tempest. Uh, we also have, again, Pontiacs are, as I believe you said, Scott, some of the most popular things. I want to check this show out. I don't know if... I would be able to bring a car, but uh, I think it would be well worth it to go for three days just to see all the vehicles there, to see some of the modifications, to see some of the maintenance. Um, I'd really like to see what the most common year and make is. You know what I mean? Sure. And it would be difficult for them to get parts and things like that. So you're going to see a lot of ingenuity happening over there as well. Yeah, you're probably right. I think that would be kind of interesting to see as well, like how they get around certain things if parts aren't available over there, or not not easily available or readily available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned to go over there to see this. This is a this is a show that happens in the middle of summer. And I think we talked about this in our other podcast, too. There's no there's no uh, mistake in that this happens on this day for a reason. Mm-hmm. This, this happens July 2nd through July 4th. So it ends on July 4th, which is a big day here in the United States, of course. Right. And with this American car culture thing that's going on there, I can completely understand why they would have the event crossover on that weekend. I totally get it. Um, but this is the 38th annual event that's happening this year. So this has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. 2015 marks the 38th time this has happened. Right. Uh, as you said, Scott, it is occurring in uh, summer of 2015. And we would really like to see some pictures. We're going to be online, of course, uh, checking out the videos, um, checking out the different websites and updates on uh, BigMeat.com, which is the official website. Uh, but we'd also like to hear from you if you have any pictures of this or if you've ever been there. Let, let us know uh, more about Regera Culture. Yeah, and I know we said at the start that this was weird to us, but it's only weird because of where it's happening. It's just fascinating. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's a caricature. It's, you know, it's, it's over exaggerated, but I, I really do like this. I like the idea of it. I love the pictures that come out of it. The videos are kind of funny that come from it too, because it's usually, you know, somebody walking through the crowd with a camera and getting a lot of reactions and, uh-huh. you know, just catching people off guard with what they're doing. Um, it's, it looks like so much fun. It looks like a great event. It would be fun to attend. Yeah, and let us know if you enjoy these car culture episodes, because the more we have looked into stuff, the more unique, and uh, I hate to keep using the word, but fascinating uh, cultures surrounding even just one type of car we find across the world. If you want to hear our other podcast on car culture, visit our website, carstuffshow.com, and you can find every single podcast we've ever done. Yeah, that's a lot. And, you know, also keep in mind that we're on the outside looking in on a lot of these. I mean, mm-hmm. Some of them we don't have firsthand experience with, like this one. I would love to find out a little bit more about it. Talk to somebody who's really deeply involved with it and 
and get the, the the true picture of it and tell me tell me exactly yeah. what's going on. Maybe some of our uh, Swedish listeners will uh, hip us to some of the insider scoops on Regar culture. Oh, I hope so. Or somebody who's nearby there that uh, you know has has traveled there to it. I would I would love mm-hmm. to hear that. So please write in. And if you have never been to Sweden or you have not been to this show in particular, no worries. Have no fear. We would love to hear from you, especially if you have a suggestion for a topic we should cover in the future. You can write to us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can also send us an email directly. We are carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.